Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome ourselves to another episode of Wrestlers with Experience with one half of this illustrious tag team, Dietrich Davis, the other half, Mark Morrell, sitting back, relaxing, getting notes together. He's going to be bringing us the second half of that review on the New Japan Cup, which has been taking place, I believe, this week or last week. I'm not too sure. I might am so wrong for not knowing that. I've been all over the place like bird shit. But uh, there's no excuse for me to not know what's going on in the wrestling world, especially when it comes to the overseas stuff. That being said, you already saw the title. Today we talk about Tessa Blanchard. And if she is the most toxic woman in professional wrestling today, or is she the most self-sabotaging woman in professional wrestling today, or is she just a fucking genius and we don't see it just yet. And it might take us a little while longer to figure out the mathematical psychology of Tessa Blanchard. With that being said, let me play her intro music. I'll be back in about a minute. This song is called um, This Time I Want It All. It's Tessa's Fiend. Thought I'd approach it from this perspective. Let's give her her entrance as I get ready for this show. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe that's the artist rhymes. That is the official, well, once was the official theme song for Tessa Blanchard. Who knows what she'll be using, excuse me, as her career moves forward. As we know recently, Tessa Blanchard has been fired from Impact Wrestling, removed from his roster and stripped of the Impact Wrestling's World Heavyweight Championship. We can no longer consider that a men's title. It is 100% now a unisex title. Um, there was a lot of work put into Tessa Blanchard. Impact has spent the last two years building this woman, making her a viable, incredible champion to the point that when if you watched it and she did win the championship, you respected the way they did it. But... There came the problems from within, within, within and outside the wrestling companies, outside of this particular wrestler, wrestling company, Impact, that made us sit back and go, well, if Tessa, Tessa Blanchard is, can beat Sammy Callahan for the World Heavyweight Championship and be considered a major player in the world of wrestling, because you got to think about it. It impact. There is no WWE. There is no AEW. There is no New Japan. There is no whatever. When it comes to impact, in reality, 
that's the only company when it comes to their storylines. So it's and 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 the only wrestlers come from there. So if she is the greatest female champion at the, the greatest champion at this moment and the current reigning or was the current reigning and champion of the that means all the men that Sammy Callahan beat technically cannot beat Tessa Blanchard. That says that every man that anyone had beaten for the world, any man that carried the world title and has beaten other men, Tessa Blanchard can beat as well. You've took a whole division of men and buried them. And though they it might have been celebrated and it was a few good mo a feel good moment, it wasn't the right thing to do in the business of professional wrestling. There's a women's championship. I believe Tessa they should have spent two years building Tessa to the women's championship. But as we will talk about later on in this episode, Impact, though I like their company, has a lot of major, major issues when it comes to booking. But let's go back to the topic at hand. Tessa Blanchard has officially been stripped of the Impact World Rest the, the Impact's World Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. She has been released from her contract, which was going to be up two days before July 18th on the 2020 Slammiversary, which is ridiculous. They should have been renegotiating way before that. But we don't know the insides. They might have been trying to, and it wasn't working. Tessa Blanchard, the world goes into a pandemic February into March, and Tessa Blanchard is sitting in Mexico since the pandemic with her boyfriend. And she is sitting back, relaxing, taking pictures, doing photo shoots with, her, with their friends and this, that, and the other. And Impact Wrestling is saying, hey, we know you're in Mexico. We're not going to ask much of you. We're not even asking you to come right back. Do us a favor. Send us some promos. Filming on your camera, filming on your phone, get it professionally done. However you want to do it, we will accept it. Just film us some promos so we can run against the programming that we're creating here for, for television. Tessa Blanchard, no response. I think she gave him a bunch of yeses, and as they waited, they got a bunch of nothings. Very insulting. Very, very, very insulting. To me, that's grade one insubordination. Now, we know Tessa Blanchard has a bad attitude problem and has been well documented. Let's not talk about the time that she ran up inside of the WWE Performance Center to confront Ricochet, and she wasn't even a talent there. That's a major fucking issue. All right? That's something you got to consider. But... Still is she? No one would d d dispute. In the last ten years, she might have been the. She is definitely in the top ten, arguably the top five woman conversation in professional arrest and professional wrestling around the world, no matter where it is. Now we get past. We understand that she has an attitude problem. Most great talents do. Most great talents is that any of it. And let's give her some credit. She found her way to make herself the champion of champions, to make herself the men's champion. So give 95% uh, of this business. People who listen to this podcast, you know I'm all about the business of professional wrestling. 
the TV stuff is only 5%. 95% of this business is the politics and the games that you know how to maneuver through. The vicious, the vicious ability to kill on sight, hypothetically speaking, and the ability to politic your way to exactly what you wanted. At the end of the day, she says, I am going to become the women's heavy men's or becoming the women's heavyweight champion is the easy part. Let me see if I could become the men's champion. And no matter what she did, she politicked her way to that world heavyweight championship. See, that wasn't see see, that doesn't come from oh, what what if we do this? That comes from someone creating a level of politics and having political power backstage along with your political ability she got herself the world heavyweight championship it was the most talked about moment in wrestling people started talking about can charlotte flair become the world heavyweight champion that was how real that conversation began that was buzzing online at one point and this was also made fun of but what can you say but she, but with her winning the world heavyweight title, she created a devaluation of the men's division. As we know right now, the men's division in Impact Wrestling is the shakiest division in the world of wrestling. I'm sorry, in that company, the men are second fiddle, the women are first class. And rightfully so, if the women put themselves in position, maybe Impact Wrestling should become a all-women's company. Maybe Impact should be the first company to feature, to to eliminate the men and just focus, hire 20 or 30 more females and focus solely on women being champions on a major television platform. That might be the direction that Impact needs to go in to make a true Impact. Have that world title transferred to another woman. Turn the woman's title into an intercontinental or fucking United States women's championship. Take those tag belts and put them on the woman. Put the X division championship on a woman and have the woman's X division. That is it. Maybe that the writing is on the wall for, for Impact Wrestling. And maybe Impact should simply be an all-women's company. Don't even put women's, just call it impact. You don't have to acknowledge that females are there. You'll know when the programming hits because the women in impact has always been more celebrated there than the men since the women started pulling out better matches than the men. And that doesn't mean the men are shitty. They had a great men's division, but they got a major booking issue. Now, going back to Tessa Blanchard, Tessa Blanchard gives no fucks about anybody who helped her get into that position because if you actually cared or at least gave a fuck about doing future business you would do right business by yourself and for the company whether you agree or not a lot of people i'm on the assumption that tessa blanchett won that championship and she know once she got once she ate a pin that her credibility may go down because pinning Tessa Blanchard now has be and getting that belt off of her has become more of the conversation. It becomes the feasible threat. Who is going to be the dude who pins her for the World Heavyweight Championship? It's not a comfortable conversation because it's a business conversation. 
just like who was going to be the man who eats the pit who 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 uh, who eats the pin for Tesser. Now who was going to be the man that Tessa eats the pin for? See, no matter what, you will you the in, in, the inevitability of losing a championship is something that you cannot avoid. Now, let's move forward. I, I and I and I say this with all I, you know, I don't give a fuck about respect. I, I, I give no fucks about respect. So I'm gonna say this. Where's her father at? A person who understands the business of professional wrestling. A person who knows how this game works. He is a legend in his own right. But where's Mr. Blanchard at? And what has he taught his daughter about this business? And is he the worst person to get wrestling advice from? Because at this moment in time, he has created his child is the most toxic woman in professional wrestling. She's single-handedly stripping down a company. She has no respect for any of the men or women in this wrestling business. She has made it her business to ruin people's careers and derail them and, and create issues amongst them. Tessa Blanchett has made it her business to be a race beta. Oh, let's not talk about it. Calling people niggers and all this shit and this, that, and the other. And she caught it. She got knocked the fuck out. And this is right. And this has become exposed two weeks before she won her championship. I'm aware of the woman who, who knocked her out. Great female wrestler. But at the end of the fucking day, where's her father who taught her this business? Did her father tell her not to do promos? Or when she became world champion, her father actually believed that this business was real and said, don't give, don't give in. What if he has taught her the wrong aspects of the wrestling business? See, just because we celebrate someone in this game don't mean they really respect the game. You will always hear me say this once an episode, a fan to none of you. I don't ha I'm not a fan of nothing in life. There are things that I support and enjoy, but I will never be a fan. How many young ladies looked up to Tessa Blanchard and was like, wow, I want to be like her. This is the example she's setting. This is the way you do business, Tessa. You should be disgusted with yourself. But, there's but I'm going to touch on that part a little bit later. And does she think she's going to go to any other companies with that major attitude problem, with the way she disrespected the world heavyweight championship, the pristine world heavyweight championship of that company? If she went to the WWE, I wouldn't put a woman's title on her. She may catch an attitude and not show up to fucking work. Because even though they understood it was a pandemic, all we did was show where if you can show videos and pictures on your social medias about you being with you being in Mexico, quarantine in Mexico with your boyfriends and your friends and you're doing photo shoots and you're having fun and you're doing all this shit. You could have sat in a hotel room and sent them two minutes worth of work and kept your salary. I find it like madness. The World Heavyweight Championship and TNA Impact has had a series of bad luck for a long time since the leaving of Bobby Lashley. When they booked Brian Cage, I believe they had issues with him as he was World Heavyweight Champion. When Johnny Impact was World Heavyweight Champion, they had issues with him. When it came to Austin Aries, they had issues with him. And Sammy Callahan, he technically 
we knew he didn't have the champion. He, we knew he wasn't world heavyweight championship material. But unfortunately, he was a placeholder for, uh, of the world heavyweight championship to hold to put Tessa over. They have been setting that up since him and Tessa original one-on-one bout. Impact looks bad for even putting a title on her at this point. She should have never been a woman that main evented for the world title. She should have been a woman who main evented for the woman's world title and and kept her at at the end of every show, as the main event of every pay-per-view until they figured out what the men's position is going to be on the show. And they simply did not do that. Impact has major Bush booking issues. No questions asked, especially with their champions in general. And if you don't believe me, it's not just an issue with the World Heavyweight Championship that they've had booking issues with. They have a habit of putting championships on people and then not negotiating great deals on their contracts or getting a, a giving them an opportunity to, to sign to not giving not giving themselves the opportunity to sign the talent. Do we not forget the Hardy Boys left as the world heavyweight champions uh, tag team champions of Impact Wrestling? Bobby Roode left as tag team champion of Impact Wrestling. Eric Young left as king of the fucking mountain. And then let's not talk about Michael Elgin currently being in the World Heavyweight Championship main event for Slammiversary and had to be fucking pulled because of sexual assault accusations against him. I don't I think Slammiversary should, fo- should focus on the woman main eventing and the World Heavyweight Championship should be secondary on that show right now. I will say it again. Impact really looks bad because they put two years into Tessa and she shits on them from day fucking one. But this gave me an idea and it had me thinking, what if this is what Tessa wanted the whole time? Maybe she knew that her stock wasn't shit because of the alleged running, uh, the alleged running up on ricochet about their relationship or whatever this that and the other maybe when they had problems with her with wwe in the past maybe she knew that her value as an individual personally was personally was completely damaged now you sit back and think of it what if she learned the position of politicking she mastered the art of becoming a master politician. Oh, she probably Nancy Pelosi'd her. She let's be honest. She Nancy Pelosi'd her way all the way to the world heavyweight championship of the men's division, changing the outlook of that company forever. What if she did this, and then, by the gift of the gods, a pandemic strikes, and she goes, "I'm gonna sit still." No matter what, they need me to eat a pin. And her stock is rising and rising and rising and rising. Who's to say she's not already in talks with WWE? And all she had to do is sit still and not comply and not send those videos in. Like I said, she, she's, she's, she's definitely in the top 10 women game, arguably in the top five women game of all time. 
So is she the most toxic woman in wrestling? Is she the stupidest woman in wrestling? Or because she has become a politicianing genius, she has found her way to possibly getting the biggest payday and for, for a woman's wrestler outside of Ronda Rousey and get herself in the WWE and can walk on to WWE television with a guaranteed storyline on how she put men down and how she is the first woman in WWE history to carry a men's heavyweight world championship, no questions asked. Surpassing the honorable rights of China as intercontinental champion. She can always say, where I came from, the men bowed, laid down for me. It's an easy argument. It's a marketing argument. WWE can use a Tessa Blanchett with that type of background right now. You got your top woman who's off pregnant having her own, having a child right now with Seth Rollins. You got, you got Charlotte Flair who's taking a break until 2021 to probably come back and win the, the Women's Rumble again. Hold on, let me take a sip of my drink. And all you need is Tessa. And if Tessa walked out on Monday Night Raw and WWE right now, the crowd's home reaction will go crazy. And Tessa would eventually become either Raw's Women's Championship or SmackDown Women's Championship holder. Now, who, how many of you would pay for next year's WrestleMania? to see Tessa Blanchard heel versus Charlotte Flair face. How many of you people would like to see a Royal Rumble where the woman's title is decided and Charlotte comes out as champion and here's Tessa challenging her at WrestleMania as a face, excuse me, excuse me, as a WWE Women's Championship. For what, whichever one, forever Raw SmackDown. Or what if it's Charlotte Flair versus Charlotte Flair and Tessa Blanchett, children of the horsemen, versus Bailey and Sasha Banks? Oh, and in the next episode, I'm going to get in. Someone in the WWE is listening to this motherfucking podcast because the storyline that I booked actually became a reality, only it went from men to women. You can build a women's tag team division with Charlotte and with Charlotte Flair and Tessa Blanchard versus everybody. It's a very realistic thing. Or you can have the main event of WrestleMania. And I've been pushing for this tag team main event of WrestleMania, though, where this is an impact episode where you can have Charlotte Flair and Tessa Blanchard versus Bailey, women's SmackDown women's champion, Shasa, Sasha Banks, Raw women's champion, and together them holding the tag team women's championship and let those four women winner takes all WrestleMania night one.
main event of the fucking century for the women's division. Putting women at the top of the fucking game. Let me know where I'm wrong. Let me know where you disagree. I'm talking about booking for strength and longevity. And then you put Tessa and Charlotte against each other. But the top, but the Tessa situation with Impact comes down to she might have been a genius. And maybe she knew what she wanted the whole time. And that's always to be one of the main eventers in the WWE. And she used the Impact Championship and her political positioning as that one woman who can possibly get her in there. Because now she's a free agent. Ain't no 30 days. She walks out on a Monday Night Raw and the world changes. She walks out on a SmackDown and the world changes. And what if Vince felt spicy enough and allowed her to walk out with the women's, with, with Impact World's Heavyweight Championship. It, it, dream with me for a second. Imagine Raw comes on, Triple H is opening the show, and he welcomes Tessa Blanchard. Tessa Blanchard walks out with the Impact World Heavyweight Championship around her waist, takes it off, and hands it to Triple H. And Triple H walks to the back with it. You know what type of TV that would do? Oh, that's going to pop the raw ratings, which has been failing. I'm just giving you guys scenarios and real in realities. With that being said, I thank you for listening to this episode of Wrestlers with Experience. My name is Dietrich Davis, and I am one half of this illustrious tag team. The other half being Mark Knight Morrell. Ladies and gentlemen. I thank you so much for listening to this. As you know, the Wrestlers with Experience podcast is available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbean, Castbox, Deezer, Tunes, and Podcast Attic, and more to come. We thank you for listening to this particular episode. Episode 100 is creeping up on us, and I'm, I'm grateful to have made it this far. My name is Dietrich Davis. And I'm out. Thank you so much. Oh, matter of fact, let me leave you with, 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 with Tessa's theme music. <laughs> Who am I to disrespect <laughs> Tessa Blanchard as, as she leaves the as she leaves Impact Wrestling? Let's play her theme for the last time. Thank you so much.
Roll. Roll.